0: How to Be Fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine.
1: Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean,
0: The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show.
1: Hey, Kristen.
0: Yeah, Jalenta.
1: Do you know which book I'm most excited to live by this season?
0: Uh, no, which book? Which book? Yeah, I I just asked that. Uh, which book?
1: Which book?
0: Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. This is our Who's on First Moment, and you're Mm -hmm. talking about a book involving witchcraft, aren't you?
1: Of course, I am, because I'm Gilletta Greenberg.
0: And I'm Kristen Meinzer.
1: And this is By the Book.
0: In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives.
1: For this, our seventh season, we're exploring hearth and home through self-help guides. And today, we are living by The House Witch, your complete guide to creating a magical space with rituals and spells for hearth and home by Erin Murphy-Hiscock.
0: Erin Murphy-Hiscock is a Canadian author, teacher, and third-degree Wiccan high priestess in the Black Forest Clan. She attended Canada's Concordia University, where she earned bachelor's and master's degrees in English literature with focuses on Western religion and philosophy. Her mystical practice began in the mid-1990s when she was working on a storytelling project and decided a character was going to be a modern witch. Not knowing exactly what a modern witch was, she went to a metaphysical bookstore to do some research, fell in love with the ideas she encountered, and began studying the occult in depth. In time, she became a clergy member, a spiritual counselor, a teacher, and the author of over a dozen books on witchcraft, including Spellcrafting, The Way of the Green Witch, The Way of the Hedge Witch, Pagan Pregnancy, and in 2018, the bestseller, The House Witch, your complete guide to creating a magical space with rituals and spells for hearth and home.
1: In The House Witch, Murphy Hiscock asserts that hearthcraft is a spiritual path rooted in the belief that the home is a place of beauty, power, and protection where people are nourished on a spiritual basis as well as a physical and emotional basis. In practicing hearthcraft, the house witch tends to her home in such a way that keeps the energy flowing smoothly and freely. Through her acts, she nurtures and supports her family as well as her extended community while honoring the principles she upholds.
0: Here's how you do it. Step one, locate and enhance your home's spiritual hearth. Think about the areas of your home where people seem to gravitate to determine where the symbolic heart of your home is. For many, it's the kitchen or fireplace. For others, it may be the living room or a window looking out on a garden. Once you've determined what it is, designate it through the creation of a shrine, the hanging of artwork, a blessing, or a meditation.
1: Step 2. Master the secrets of the cauldron. The cauldron is essential to anyone following the hearth and home-based spiritual path. Symbolically, it offers you the opportunity to explore your inner self, and practically speaking, it provides nourishment. Choose a cauldron of a metal that represents your needs, bless your cauldron, then be imaginative with how you use it. You can incorporate it into a shrine, meditate on the cauldron's dark bottom when you need to calm yourself, use a pinch of salt in your cauldron to absorb negative energy, or use it to cast one of the spells in the book.
0: Step 3. Light your eternal flame. The flame is one of the most common representations of the sacred in the hearth-related spiritual path. Light your flame before each session in the kitchen or first thing in the morning and extinguish it before you leave the house. As you light and extinguish your flame, say a prayer, thanking the divine for its many blessings. Step four,
1: build a kitchen shrine. Create a defined location within the kitchen that helps you focus on the spiritual aspects of hearthcraft. You may display something that represents your values or your connection to your ancestors or use it as a place to leave food offerings to your house spirits. If you're doing the latter, just be mindful not to leave too much or too little. An excessive amount might suggest to the spirit that you have more than enough and do not need help. Too little may offend it. Leave the offering overnight and dispose of what's left the next morning.
0: Step five tap into the spirituality of food. Be fully in the moment in the kitchen, avoid multitasking, breathe deeply. Appreciate every ingredient and everything you touch as you transfer your energy to it and it transfers its energy to you. Recognize your kitchen tools as partners. Try not to cook when you're angry. Prepare food with love so that those who consume that love will benefit from it in their own way. But never seek to manipulate people through your food or use it to cast
1: spells. Step six, produce hearth-based arts and crafts. To personalize your spiritual or magical activities, choose a signature herb or stone and add it to all your magical work. Make teas, tinctures, oils, sprays, potpourri, soaps, or pillows with your herbs. Make a corn husk doll and hang it in the window or above the stove for good luck. Honor the seasons by making a seasonal collage. Create magical symbols and figures out of dough, then cook them.
0: Step 7. Protect your home. Assess the energy in each room of your home, writing down the weather, moon phase, date, desired function for each room, and actual usage. Use spells, wards, plants, and stones as energy boundaries to block out undesired energy, or simply try rearranging the furniture and see if that helps. Clean your home, then purify its atmosphere regularly through smudging, burning incense, or dispersing essential oils. Doing these things will build up your home's magical defenses and help it to handle threats.
1: That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight.
0: So, Joe Lenta, tell us about your first week living by, hold on, which book?
1: Oh, The House Witch. Uh-huh, ah, that's the which house one. Witch. <laughs> yes. You I know mean, Kristen, <laughs> obviously, I picked this book. Uh, and demanded we live by it. So I I was excited to dive in.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone listening is surprised that this was your pick.
1: Mm-mm. I believe you even tried to get this off the list once or twice just by being like, this book is also important. I'd be fine bumping Housewitch. Like, well, I wasn't don't trying think to... think I get, didn't notice I, that. I, I, was,
0: I wasn't necessarily trying to get rid of it. It just wasn't on, on mm-hmm. the top tier list. But that's beside the point. We're living by it now. Mm-hmm. And I want to mm-hmm. know how your first week went.
1: Well... Part of why I was excited to live by this book uh, was the fact that it finally gave me an excuse to uh purchase that little cauldron I've had my eye on, Kristen. Oh
0: God, you don't already have eight cauldrons, Jolenta. No,
1: I don't. <laughs> I don't. But I have had this little cute cast iron skillet, which is technically for like a single serving of fondue. It's like just Ooh. a cute little skillet with like a little basic candle. Mm. Um, it's on Etsy. It's been in my cart forever. I put it in my cart like a year ago during my big fallout with my dad in case I needed to like burn stuff, Mm -hmm. but I just never follow through. (laughs) (laughs) But lucky for me, there's step two in this book.
0: Yes. And step two is obviously master the secrets of the cauldron.
1: Mm -hmm. So I finally clicked order on that bad boy, Uh, waited patiently for my cauldron to arrive to my door. Then I opened it up. And I blessed it. Okay. Cauldron, sacred symbol of rebirth, of transformation and wisdom. Share with me your secrets and insight. May my life be touched by your energy as we work together. Cauldron, I welcome you into my home. Blessings upon you. You hear that little cauldron? Now get to
0: work. Well, Jolenta, after you had your cauldron and blessed it and hugged it and Mm -hmm. kissed it and loved it, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what did you do after that?
1: Well, I did use it more, but not right away. That will wait. After that, I moved on to step one.
0: Yes, that is locate and enhance your home's spiritual hearth.
1: Yes. So first, I took inventory of all the energy in all the rooms in my house, as the book says to do, all the like, you know, two rooms and one hallway or whatever, and bathroom I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty clear that my living room had the most like homey, spiritually hearthy vibes. Like, there's literally a, an old like fireplace hearth, like mm-hmm. not functioning fireplace, but a hearth. Yes. So, yeah. Obviously, take my little cauldron in to the living room and make a a little shrine with it on my bookshelf. And my bookshelf, you've seen it, the one in the living room has less books and more sort of a mix of like books and trinkets mm-hmm. and like games and Some like squirrels. Art. Yeah. Squirrel figurines, mm-hmm. candles. So I just sort of rearranged everything. I put like a fun picture that a friend drew in the back. There's a bundle of sage that I had made into a little smudge stick years ago. Can you explain Um, to people who don't
0: know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. what that means?
1: Uh, Okay, so a smudging stick is, from what I understand, a bundle of herbs that have been dried and then tied together. And then you set those herbs on fire, sort of like a stick of incense. Mm -hmm. Uh, You blow out the flame and let them sort of smolder. And you take that smoke that smells like the beautiful herb you used, in this case, sage. And you can use like a feather and sort of waft the smoke around your home. And it like blesses the home and sends good energy.
0: And that's what smudging is. Just I wanted to make sure that listeners knew that because I don't think everybody knows what that term is. True,
1: true. People often call it saging. I grew up always calling it smudging because saging is just when you use sage to smudge. Ah, Yes. Right? Yes. Okay.
0: Well, that sounds like a really great setup you have there. Yeah, I I can
1: show you a picture if you want or not. Oh, yeah. Definitely
0: share it on the Facebook community and on our Insta also. I think people would love to see that.
1: It's very me. There's like an acorn in the cauldron, you know, all sorts of shit.
0: (laughs) Love it. And what did you do after that?
1: So after that, I got an opportunity to start on step six.
0: And step six is making hearth-based arts and crafts. Mm -hmm.
1: And the book says that for this step, one of the things you can do is pick a signature herb. And randomly while i was thinking about this step brad comes up to me and says he has to deal with the basil that we're growing on our fire escape and i was intrigued what does the basil flower look like it's like that let me the top. see oh, like it's a little green guy yeah you don't want it like a little green fractal i'll right. put it on like i'll put it in a, a vase wow it's so tall
0: Oh, I'm sure that little basil blossom enjoyed being on display in your home mm-hmm. and being treated like the beautiful thing it is.
1: Yeah. It smelled great, looked adorbs, and I was like, obviously, this is a sign. Basil is my signature herb. Uh, so after I decided that, I then went to Basiltown, which means <laughs> I just picked a bunch of the basil and like a bit of our mint and sage uh, that we'd been growing on the fire escape and I made a room spray, oh which is one of the recipes gosh. in the book.
0: Jolenta. Um, wow. And it I smells, am smells so impressed. good. I'm so yeah. impressed.
1: Yeah, I used, um, my mother-in-law gave me this sort of travel uh, on the go, like tea maker that has a little basket that you can steep loose tea in Oh, yeah, in I have one top. of those. Yeah. Right, you have one. And um, I just put a bunch of the herbs packed in really tight and then cool water and let it steep in the fridge and then put it in like a spray bottle I have for spring plants. Oh, that is so nice. And honestly, it smells fresh as fuck. Yeah, I
0: mean, I feel like, I don't know if this has happened to you, Lenta, but because of COVID, we're spending so much time at home. Sometimes it just starts to feel stuffy or smell like our own breath or not to be gross. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, it's like the room Brad's been working in forever smells like a musty, gross version of him. And same (laughs) with the room I've been in. Like, it's nice to freshen shit up with more than just like turning on the fan high blast or opening more windows. Yeah. Oh, I
0: love it. I love it. So what did you do after that?
1: After that, I did step seven, protecting my home, girl. Yes. And how did you do that? Well, I noticed that, um, like when I was doing my energy inventory, there's basically sort of like a nothing energy in our like hallway entryway. It's just very bland. Hmm. And the book says you can use crystals to sort of amp up your energy and protect your home. And you know this bitch always has some crystals laying around. <laughs> so here is what I did. We're gonna put this little amethyst mm-hmm. on our door frame, like at the front door. Uh, to, like, protect our home because this is supposed to absorb negative energy Ooh. and promote harmony. Oh Just something God. I think we need, like, once you pass through these doors. Yeah. All right, but we have to, like... The door's good. We have to be serious. Okay. And we have to, like...
2: Set a real intention.
1: Yeah. So, let's think about... You know, amethyst. We want to touch it too. Yes. And Hello, okay. amethyst. Amethyst, please give us harmony and good energy. Good energy. Make those vibrations keep us healthy.
2: This door
3: is not wide enough. That's yeah. gonna fall off the moment we slam it. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We
0: gonna
1: put it here. We gonna put it, here. Hmm?
3: Put it right <gasps> here. Oh my gosh! Good idea. Perfect. On our little security camera. On candle. the buzzer. The
1: <sighs> thank you. Thank you. Oh,
0: you know what's great about putting it on the buzzer, Jolenta? What? It has good vibrations.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh god. How it. did I not see this coming? Yes, it's been sitting there for a week now. Good vibes everywhere. I've never thought that. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yes, I mean, you can.
0: Yes, you. I can. I can, and I did.
1: <laughs> oh. And that's where I, I mean that's where I ended it. I love it, and I feel like we should end it on that horrible joke too. <laughs> so that's where Jolenta's week one finished. <laughs> Excellent. Do I dare ask how your first week went living by the house, witch? (laughs) I'm nervous. I'm nervous. No need
0: to be nervous, Jolenta. Not yet, at least.
2: (laughs) Mm -mm.
1: But, you
0: know, your nerves are understandable because, as you know, Jolenta, Mm -hmm. I always feel a little weird doing these kinds of books. Like, I'm trying on someone else's religion for the sake of comedy. So mm-hmm. because of that, I decided I'm gonna just ease into this as slowly as possible. Right. Doing the steps that seem don't force it. Yeah, the steps that seem the least woo-woo. And I began mm-hmm. with step three.
1: Ugh, one of my favorites. Light your eternal flame.
0: Yes. And I began with the step because I really like that song by the Bangles, Eternal Flame. The song has
1: been stuck in my head the whole two weeks. I know. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you should have been a musical theater star. Two weeks. (laughs) Oh, if only I had the skills and will. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so your eternal flame. Yes.
0: So, eternal flame, I had a song in my heart for this stuff, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to do something a little bit musical, a little bit on fire. And so I decided (laughs) I'm going to finally light my Dolly Parton prayer candle. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah the I one, one that my
0: friend Anne Hepperman gave me a few years ago after I blew the whistle on a certain radio host who shall not mm-hmm. be named who used to sexually harass me um I love this candle, but I've never lit it. I just thought <gasps> it was too special to light, but I figured, I know the
1: feeling, yeah,
0: but I figured for this book, I would do it and you know after all the candle wants to be lit right what does yeah, a candle want to do it's, it's it wa-
1: what its purpose is exactly
0: it wants to Don't live keep its it purpose it from its
1: life's purpose <laughs>
0: yes and so i lit it and i also said a few words of prayer thank you dolly parton for being such an outstanding role model and human thank you for being strong in the face of criticism and unkindness and for being generous both spiritually and financially Thank you for sharing your prolific creativity with the world. Thank you for showing us that there are so many ways to be a woman and to own our own contradictions.
1: I love that. Doesn't sound woo-woo at all to me. It sounds like just normal shit you would yell weeping at a (laughs) Dolly concert or just yell in someone's face in conversation. So... (laughs) Sounds very you, very natural, not forced. Uh, I like it. What did you do after that?
0: Thank you. So after that, Dean and I hit up step five.
1: Oh, of course Dean is involved because that is tapping into the spirituality of food and he's the cook.
0: Yes, he is. And so for this step, Dean and I went to an Amish farm stand. Ugh, jealous. We bought pickled eggs, two kinds of pickled Mm. eggs, by the way. (gasps) Corn on the cob, tomatoes. How are there two kinds? Oh, my God. There's like the standard and then there's the spicy one. What? They're so good. They're so good, I need good, to Jolanta. put that in
1: my mouth at some point. Oh, my
0: God. So good. So I'll we, keep an eye out. So, Sorry. Yeah. So we got the pickled eggs. We got corn on the cob. We got tomatoes. We got other treats. And as every listener of this show knows, I love both produce and the <laughs> Amish. So, True. So... You know, it felt really special getting these seasonal foods, interacting with this Amish farmer and his family. And we were 100% grateful and happy when we sat down to eat everything that we'd bought. So it was really special.
1: I love that. What did you do after making me profoundly jealous? I mean, getting your food. (laughs) Well,
0: everything was going pretty smoothly, as you can hear. So I decided Mm -hmm. I was ready to do something a little more witchy. And that was a combination of steps four and six.
1: Okay. So, wow. That's a big one from being like, I'm afraid of the woo-woo. Because that is building a shrine and producing hearth-based arts and crafts. Like, this is a big commitment.
0: Yes. But I figured that since we now had leftover corn husks from our Amish farm stand meal, that I'd make a little doll. And I don't do it often, but as you know, Jolenta, I actually do like making crafts. I grew up sewing clothes for my Barbies. In college I made all my own clothes. And to this day... No, you're like
1: a hardcore sewer.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I I still make Christmas ornaments sometimes too because, you know, Christmas. It's Christmas.
1: (laughs) Can't say Christmas without Chris. Yes, (laughs) yes. So
0: I made My little corn husk doll. And when I was done, I proudly placed it next to the hot water kettle I use 20 times a day in my kitchen.
1: This is true, you guys. She used to also do this when we were physically working together. She has one tea bag that she uses for like three days, and she, like, every 10 minutes compulsively puts more hot water in her cup because she also drinks it down like a champ. I
0: love hydration.
1: I'm sorry. I digress. So kettle 20 times a day.
0: Yes. And I felt really good about my cute little doll I made, but Mm -hmm. Dean was freaked out by it.
1: Finding a doll anywhere is always scary. Especially one that has no face. But anywho. Love a no face doll. It's very Blair (laughs) Witch.
0: But Dean was freaked out by it. And when I talked with my friend Lila about it, she Mm -hmm. had a lot of questions. So I built the little doll that Dean's scared of that's in the kitchen that's, like, a husk of corn? You have to be careful with it.
3: How are you going to dispose of it?
0: What do you mean? Like... You made a voodoo doll. You can't just,
3: like, throw out a voodoo voodoo doll when you're done with a book,
0: like... I didn't say it was a voodoo doll. I said it's a kitchen god. I mean, that's some black magic shit. Some magumba. Does that mean it's sacrilegious that we're even doing any of this because we're not actually witches? I feel like, in a way, we might be decontextualizing doing something with someone else's religion for the sake of fun. Doesn't it seem kind oh, of weird? that's exactly what you're doing. Now, I just want to point out that Lila is Brazilian and was raised around certain beliefs native to Brazil that outsiders might refer to as witchcraft or black magic. So I take her pretty seriously when she says yeah, stuff like this. And totally. after that conversation, I thought, wow, it's not just me who feels a little weird about this book. If mm-hmm. she feels this way, maybe I shouldn't be living by it anymore.
1: Oh, here we are. Here we are. Look, I think Lila is probably dead on and making me nervous about the rest of my uh, stuff I have to tell you. But also, are you using this as an excuse to not live by this book you didn't want to live by the whole time? (laughs) No,
0: I promise you, I did not quit. Mm -hmm. Kristen Meinzer is not a quitter.
1: You can't say not quitting without Kristen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But I will say this. Things did continue to feel weird and get weirder and weirder in week two.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm beyond intrigued. Cannot wait to hear about this. Of course, first we have to take a break.
0: Yes, but before we do... All of you out there listening, have you lived by the house witch? Did it work for you? Do you have a little corn husk doll you made yourself? How did you dispose of it? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod or at kristinandjolenta
2: at gmail.com. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter
0: All right, Jolenta, we talked about our first week of living by the house witch. Now let's talk about our second week beginning with you.
1: Mm hmm. Second week, Kristen. Started horribly. Uh, I got so sick. I got very sick from this new lupus medicine I'm taking. It's a methotrexate, and I take it once a week. And I'm always, like, kind of fine after I take it. It's a little self-injection. I've learned how to give myself a shot. Oh. Yeah, I do it in my thigh, just like my doctor showed me. But uh, I just hit the four-week mark, and it's sort of uh, really gotten into my body, and I get real sick to my stomach and uh, my mornings at the beginning of week two were sounding like this. I feel like shit. Yeah? Yeah. You tell? Yeah, I just, like, barfed a billion times. I just, like, I just don't know how to live. (sighs) Mm. What's the point of anything? Mm. Sorry, sorry. You're handling it like a champ. And it really
2: sucks, and I can't even understand how much it sucks, but if you're asking whether it's all being done for a reason, yes, the answer is yes, I promise.
0: Jolenta, I know this has been so hard for you, especially your new medication has been just terrible on you, but... Yeah, Brad's right. It's for a reason. You're going to be so much better after all of this. And I just, you know, I, I just hope you can keep your eyes on the prize because everyone's cheering for I'm you. I'm
1: trying, girl. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my eye on the prize. I'm trying to just, like, accept where I am in my body and, like, be more present and not, like, just beat myself up about, like, what I used to be able to do or, like, how much I used to be able to get done in the mornings before I had to barf a lot. Um <laughs> And I thought maybe, like, maybe if I just set up a kitchen shrine, maybe I would have a better relationship with my food and I would barf less.
0: Mm, So that is step four.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So here's what I did. I gathered some of my leftover herbs from my room spray, another acorn, um, which I picked up on a walk with my dog, by the way. I'm not like buying acorns or anything. <laughs> um, I have a spoon made out of clay that I really like that my mom gave me a long time ago. Um, I have some sand from potting succulents. Put it all in a ceramic bowl that is really beautiful, like homemade bowl my mom bought in Brooklyn for a housewarming for. Our, our apartment we live in. And I put all that shit together in that bowl and put it on this weird little piece of our counter that never gets used. It's just like above where the dog dishes are. It's just like a leftover piece of counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope for the best.
0: And did it help? Did you feel less barfy after that?
1: Uh, I don't think it did. I was definitely sick the next day and I was bummed out because also the next day, I had planned to do step five and like get even more in depth with my food issues.
0: Yeah. Step five is tapping into the spirituality of food.
1: And, mm-hmm. and like, how do you tap into that spirituality when you can't stand to like look at most foods, you know, and you want to barf them up? Yeah. So, and you're not thinking about making them.
0: Yeah. So, so what did you do then?
1: Um, here's what I did. And uh, I have to say, sorry in advance for the baby voice. This episode taught me uh, that I clearly do a lot more baby voice when I'm sick. So there's something. Mm. Uh, anyway, here's what I did. Thank you for cooking. Like that. You prepare it with love for me. So much love. Yeah? yeah? That's so nice. Yeah, did you like feel mm, like good. making me feel good? Yeah. That's so nice.
3: This is my favorite act
1: of service. No, are you kidding me? Oh, for sure. Like you, you like it more than taking out the trash? <laughs> Aw,
0: Brad, he probably put more love into that food than you ever give yourself to Lenta. So.
1: Oh, for sure. I put hate into food because I hate cooking it. <laughs> Even when I'm not sick to my stomach.
0: <laughs> and I also have to say, as someone who's eaten a lot of Brad's cooking, it's delicious. Were, yeah, were, you you able, know. were you able to appreciate his cooking or yeah. were you barfing? Again? Those
1: noodles with butter and salt honestly were delish. I feel like I tasted the love and they did stay down. So either his intentions worked or it had just been enough time since I took my medicine <laughs> that I could keep food down. Nice. We'll never know.
0: Nice. Well, what did you do after that then?
1: So after that, I had one last step to do, which is actually one I've been kind of avoiding, which is step three.
0: Mm, close your eyes. Give me your, give hand, your hand, baby. Do you do feel you my, feel heart beating? my heart beating? Do you understand? understand. Do you do feel, you feel, the, feel same? the
1: same? We have to stop. <laughs> okay, at we're at some now. point. We are owing someone is money.
0: This burning?
1: My An eternal flame.
0: Eternal flame. flame. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna stop, gonna stop singing. Um, so, so that would be yeah. lighting your eternal flame.
1: Exactly. Now again, love the song. But as someone who's dealt with being displaced from my home for a year because of a fire in my building. Yeah. Just full
0: disclosure to listeners. That was a few years back. It's not now. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. No. This happened a while ago, but I just hate the idea of flames being left going for long periods of time. Even though I love a candle, the eternal flame notion really bothered me. So I crafted a solution.
0: Ooh, do tell
1: hmm I got some clay, and by clay, I mean Play-Doh that, uh, <laughs> that Brad had actually gotten me a while back when I was going stir-crazy, as we all do, uh, and I told him to buy me something fun when he went to the pharmacy to pick up uh, some medicine, and he came back with a four-pack of Play-Doh. Aww. So I crafted a flame out of the hot pink and the hot orange, and then I let it dry in my windowsill, and here I am showing Brad the final result. Does this look like an adorable abstract representation of a of little flame? Sure. Yes. It's nice. I said abstract, not realistic. You're right. You're right. i not, I don't know anything about art. Teach me. No. <laughs> do you know what, I, what book I've been living by? Do you mm. have any idea? Like, do you even notice anything different? I didn't notice this little display. Yeah. Yeah. It's a book about being a house witch. <laughs> and I was like, I bet he won't even notice a fucking difference with all the shit I'm doing around here. Right? I thought it was it's just my normal shit. Is this exhausting? I bought a little cauldron. Okay. What? <laughs> is it exhausting, or is it no different from my normal shit? That's just I, don't know, I just
3: assumed you thought that tied the room together.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, brad
0: you lucky man, Brad. So, you get to live with yeah. this all the time.
1: <laughs> so somehow showing Brad my eternal flame turned into me learning that he thought I was up to shit that was no different from normal. <laughs> and I'm not good at making things out of clay.
0: <laughs> well, that's something else I want you to take a picture of because I I, I want to see.
1: Oh, that. for sure. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, well, I actually made two Eternal Flames and put one in each of my shrines, <laughs> my my living room one and my kitchen one. And I also made, because I don't always like have water on hand and it says to have all the elements represented in your cauldrons and your shrines, I also made a little raindrop out of some blue Play-Doh, so oh. uh, there will be that on display as well.
0: Oh, very nice, Jolenta.
1: The raindrop Brad could recognize as a raindrop, by the way. (laughs) Um, So that's where I ended my second week. I want to hear about your second week, but I'm also scared. (laughs) How did it go?
0: Well, as you know, Jolenta, I was feeling a little weird about the book at the end of week one, but I soldiered on into week two, and I started Mm -hmm. with step one.
1: Locating and enhancing your home's spiritual hearth. Yes. Where's that hearth at?
0: Well, my gut told me the living room is our home's hearth because we spend so much time there watching movies and TV. But then I kind of felt bad about it. Like, aren't we not all just supposed to watch TV all the time, according to everyone, including experts? Um, So (sighs) I turned to my friend TJ. And he spent a lot of time in my home, and I was hoping he would give me a different answer. Here's what he said. But in our apartment, what would you actually say is the heart of the home? The living room. The living room. Okay. So I would agree. Would you agree, honey? I think
3: it's there I, because that's where we congregate. It's where our friends arrive. That's where our family arrives. It's like, it's, it's the place. It's by the front
0: door also. But also you guys are media focused. The yeah. The TV
3: and the couch in the living room are your is your, that is is your heart.
0: So you say our TV is the hearth and the heart of our home. Yeah.
3: And again, I, I, I like your observation. We're media centric for sure.
1: I'm obsessed with TJ's Insights. I like that. In fact, it's not the living room. It is the TV itself that is your hearth. (laughs) How modern, how beautiful.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I initially, like I said, did not feel good about that. But hearing TJ's take made me feel a lot better. It's true. We're totally media centric in our household.
1: And it's not a waste of time if you're watching things that like, later you talk about for work. You never know when Meghan Markle's going to show up and someone's going to need you to talk about it. You need to have E! Entertainment Network available.
0: Absolutely. Angelenta, you have watched movies with me on our couch. Like It's just a part of our social life. It's a part of our oh, work totally. life. Yeah, It's all of those things. So after that, Dean and I decided we would accept that the TV in the living room were indeed yes. our hearth, and we decided to give a little blessing to the living room. But Then this happened. Dear living room, thank you for providing so many hours of relaxation and entertainment for me and for Dean and for all who spend time here. I said, dear living room, thank you for providing so many hours of relaxation i can't hear you it's too loud were they just digging up the road last week why the hell are they digging it up again now i'm supposed to be doing a house blessing honey let's just be serene can you hear anything i'm saying at
1: all
3: i don't think the spirits like this living room honey they're being very loud
1: hmm Kristen, i don't know if you can blame road construction on your hearth practice or perhaps it is a sign. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know either. All I have to say was that the heart of my home was feeling like being trapped inside a factory machine.
1: Mm, relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, so what What did you do next? Did it make uh, anything better?
0: <laughs> I did step two, which I was really <gasps> dreading.
1: What? You mean the one I was most excited about? <laughs> the one I had at the ready before this book? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> that is Mastering the Secrets of the Cauldron. And yeah, it does sound like something you would think is not fun or necessary, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I had my Nana's old cast iron Swedish meatball pot, mm. I would have totally just made meatballs and called it a day, and that would have worked. It was very cauldron shaped. It was like literally, it oh, had like I bet. Oh, you can imagine Swedish meatball
1: pot. I, I cannot. I can. I mean, I can't. I can imagine, and I can know that I'm jealous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I didn't end up inheriting that when my nana passed away, ah. so I had to improvise.
1: So, what did you use instead?
0: I chose my Alexander Hamilton shot glass as my cauldron. (laughs) And I did this for two reasons. One, Uh because I've always considered Alexander Hamilton the My hottest God. of all founding fathers long before the musical. Does, it, do we have to pick a hottest? He is the hottest. He's but definitely like, the hottest. Like why
1: does one have to choose?
0: I've always felt this way from Okay, good. from from the tender age of I don't know, whatever age you are when you start taking history classes in school.
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Anywho, I think that admiring our dead founding fathers is kind of a spiritual thing cuz they're dead, right?
1: Right, right. And like we live in a country they made.
0: Yeah. And the second reason I chose my Alexander Hamilton shot glass as my cauldron is because I eat popcorn almost every day and I figured I could melt my butter in the microwave (laughs) in my little Alexander Hamilton shot glass and thus enjoy the nourishment of the cauldron as it's called at the same time. But after the first use, this is what happened. Oh, shit. Honey, are you okay in there?
3: Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just don't. Just stay out there. I have dropped. Uh, I dropped your Alexander Hamilton shot glass. Um, I'm sorry. There's glass everywhere. Just be very, very. Stay there. Stay there. As long as you didn't cut yourself. No, I didn't. It's okay. This creepy doll probably saved me. <laughs> um, alternatively, me just, you know, standing still in the broken glass instead of moving my bare feet around probably
0: saved me. But it's probably this creepy doll. Or maybe the creepy doll made you actually break the shot glass. Maybe.
1: Oh, Kristen. I don't know. I don't know if you've got some bad energy happening or if you maybe just didn't follow the book well enough because it does suggest your cauldron should be metal.
0: Yeah, it, it suggests that, but it does also note that historically cauldrons have been made of other materials too. So mm,
1: there's ceramic,
0: glass, yeah. copper. Yeah. So I'm just like, I know she said try to get a metal one, but
1: you know, I, I but also I like your choice. It makes sense to me. Plus, I like small things. Yeah. Like when you see my cauldron, it's like comically small. Yeah. Like I think it's a good choice. I'm, I'm just worried about. You're home.
0: And I no longer have my Alexander Hamilton shot glass, sadly.
1: That is a bummer. Let's see if I'll see if I can find you a new oh, one. Oh, thank you. Put some good vibes in it for us. Oh, maybe. thank
0: you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, okay, so what did you do next, I, if I dare even <laughs> ask? And please <laughs> say you're almost done with week two, because I'm sure more shit's going to happen, and I'm nervous.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I ended with step seven.
1: Protecting your home.
0: Yes. And at this point, Dean and I felt we shouldn't be living by the book anymore. Um, I mean,
1: Dean clearly is (laughs) convinced the doll's out to get him. He
0: does not like the doll.
1: Um, No.
0: You know, bad things were happening, and it kind of felt like we brought those bad things onto ourselves by playing Mm -hmm. with other people's religion. So Mm -hmm. for this step, we simply swept the house. Uh, witches use nice. brooms, right? Um, totally. And cleaning
1: you know, is always part of like a room blessing. You like clean it first.
0: Absolutely. And you know me with my dust allergies, Jolenta. So we yes, thought. Yes,
1: always sneezing. Sneeze queen over here.
0: <laughs> yes. So we thought this is going to be good. It's, it's, you know, it's just something we would do anyway, cleaning the house. But not long after sweeping the house, I broke out into hives again, which, as you know, no. Jolenta, I've been suffering from hives Are you kidding off and on me? <laughs> for months now. I'm on steroid creams. I'm on medicines. You made
1: your skin flare up again? Yes.
0: Yes. And my skin is just a mess again. And yeah. I, I don't know if it had to do with the sweeping. I don't know if it had to do with my little corn doll. I have no idea. I have no idea of what's going on. But that's how I ended the weekend. It was not a good way uh, to yeah end yeah. it.
1: All right. Well, I have a feeling... I know what you're thinking about this book, but I'm going to wait to ask for those thoughts until after this break.
0: Yes, but first, a reminder, we want to hear from you out there. Have you lived by the house, witch? Share your story at kristenangelenta at gmail.com.
1: Or you can call us at 302-49-BOOKS and leave us a voicemail and we'll play your sweet, sweet voice on a mini episode. Again, that number is 302-492-6657.
2: Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again ocean city maryland somewhere to smile about book your trip at oceocean.com
0: Okay, Jolenta. it's time to get down to business. Did the house which actually work? Would we recommend it?
1: Okay. As you know, I essentially bullied you into living by this book, so I feel quite responsible. <laughs> and now that I've heard your actual experience living by this book, I feel f- bad. I feel bad. Oh. But that isn't even, that's not even my verdict. That's just a thing I was thinking. Thank you. Um. Here's my verdict. You know how I said my hallway and, like, entryway has sort of a nothing energy? I feel like this was a nothing book.
0: Oh, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised. uh, Upon first read, I found it to be messy and, like, disappointing and really lacking a lot of information. It just gave sort of really light touching points on, on rituals and, like, would give you a prayer with no background as to where it came from or why or like what it was derived from originally, like nothing. Um, and I found it to be really disappointing, especially given the author's like extensive background in all of this. Um, I thought there would be more actual facts about what we were doing. I want to know more about all the deities. I want to know their stories. I want to know why they became like symbols of good luck in a household. And it's just sort of like a bullet pointed list with like, this deity is like fun for that. It just felt very flippant. Mm. Um, And, you know, I know I'm not an expert in this stuff and it's probably like basic and problematic that I am interested in it. But like, I do want to explore it Respectfully and, and and like holistically, when I do explore it, and I feel like this book never left me feeling fully equipped enough to like take ownership over a lot of the steps. I just felt like I was sort of doing it to do it and like would see if it would happen, but I just felt like I didn't even know enough, like when I was blessing my cauldron or making my eternal flame. It just felt like going through the motions for the book without knowing enough about why. Um, so, yeah. I found it to be lacking and disorganized and disappointed Pointing, and I don't think it impacted my life at all. Considering my husband didn't even fucking notice I was living by a book these past two weeks. <laughs> so that um, is not a good. So verdict, there is my done. verdict. <laughs> is- I don't. I don't recommend it. I feel like there has to be better introductory stuff. Like because I didn't come away with much more information, and just like I felt sort of frustrated, and like I was probably doing things wrong or like disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? <laughs>
0: Well, Jolenta, I said it more than once in this episode. I'll say it again. I don't like playing with other people's religion. It feels weird. It feels like cultural appropriation, like I'm turning other people's real beliefs into a trendy hobby. And Mm -hmm. while I'll admit that I enjoyed making my little corn doll, even though it freaks out Dean, and I enjoyed (laughs) lighting my candle, and I enjoyed buying food from the Amish farmer, as you heard... I still had to reframe all these activities in my mind so that I didn't feel like I was, you know, right, ripping off someone else's identity or culture. Um, right. but even when I did do the steps in the book in my own way, bad things kept happening to me. I mean,
1: that's uh- what I do enjoy about this book. <laughs> What I enjoy about any of these sort of books that you initially label as woo-woo is how scared you get every time during the process, which means you believe it, like, more than I do.
0: No, it's not the belief. It's the lack of respect. I just freaking hate being a part of cultural misappropriation. And and it feels almost, well, maybe it is slightly belief because it also feels sacrilegious to me, if that right, makes sense. Right, because
1: I also go like, where's the difference between interest and and sacrilegious? And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And I just, I don't claim to know.
0: Yeah, but it, it so I guess you you aren't completely off when you say that, and It just... It feels sacrilegious to me. Mm-hmm. And I also just want to take a moment to second what you said about the book itself being really poorly organized, really right. repetitive. I got to say, distilling the steps from this book was so Very hard. Hard. I was- the author just kind of goes in you. circles. She's all over the place. Sometimes there's a big list that stretches out for pages of stuff that is not a step at all, but just right. like, by the way, here are names of a bunch of metals. or by the right. way. Well, it's,
1: or it's like, I wanted to do the like self-purification ritual in my cauldron and it took me forever to find it in the book because it's like, oh, it's not in cauldrons. It's not in blessings. It's in crafts for some reason. It's like, where is everything?
0: Yes, yes. And I also have to say that it really skewed very, very European. I'd say over three-fourths of the things that right. she's talking about. And I'm like, well, the closest connection I have to this universe is through my friend Lila. She's Brazilian. She's not European. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I lived in Central America, there were also like right. aspects of what some people might call witchcraft that – I just feel like she doesn't really pay attention more than occasionally to those other cultures. It's
1: very Euro-focused. Like, when we get into the Americas, it's all paganism. And it's like, but a lot of the American pagans took stuff from, like, indigenous Americans and, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, Mayan cultures and such. So it's like, there's so much more to explore.
0: Yeah, and she drops in a couple of, like, Asian things and I don't remember if she drops in anything about any African cultures, but it's just like... Oh my gosh, you're right. It just, it felt very Eurocentric also. Like, I'm just picking and choosing stuff that looks like me. So that felt weird Mm. too. So um, I guess I'm just seconding what you said, Jolenta. This does not seem like a very user-friendly or very useful guide to somebody who is curious about learning or about, you know... And it also doesn't seem useful in practice because it's very complicated about, like, what am I supposed to do here?
1: um, Right. Oh, and I have to add one more thing. It also made me feel weird about shit I already did that I didn't know could be considered, like, uh, you know, hearth witchcraft. Like, I have a bottle full of, like... Um, you know, some beads from an old necklace that broke that I made with my mom and like a tooth of my dogs and like just weird, random old family keepsakes. And it's like, oh, this book would call this like, you know, a heritage spell jar. And like that creeps me out. I just thought it was a <laughs> bottle of stuff I loved. And now I feel like I'm accidentally like, like, uh, you know, displaying something I have no knowledge of or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think we agree, Jolenta. This book not a winner. Um, nope. I am not giving messy. this a good verdict. Yeah, not
1: messy and not magical.
0: No, but make a corn doll if you want to, unless it They're freaks cute out your husband and they'll
1: scare Dean. Yes. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of By the Book.
0: Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, our producers, Daisy Rosario and Brandon Nix, our engineer, Andy Christens, and our chief content officer, Chris Bannon.
1: Thanks also to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos, who perform this jamming version.
0: Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read The House Switch and if it worked or did not work for you. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by.
1: Our email address is kristenangelenta at gmail.com. And you can also always DM us or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at ByTheBookPod.
0: Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps us in the ratings. It helps other people find the show. It just makes us feel so happy. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show.
1: Tell your eternal flame about the show. Don't make me start singing again, Jolenta. (laughs) No, Until next time, I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thank you for listening.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Sorry, my mom is fucking calling. Not now, Suzanne. Suzanne, I already texted you a picture of a muddy dog. What more do you want?
2: (laughs) Stitcher.